Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Greetings and welcome to episode 281 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. <laughs> My name is Barbara. You still got a little quirky today. Well, it's Friday, you know. I'm excited. It's been a busy week. I know. Uh, I'm excited for the weekend. Really, my plans are nil, and that makes me more excited. (laughs) Well, I have an attitude of gratitude today, so. Uh Uh-oh, what's that? I just woke up and said, I'm going to have a good damn day, and I'm going to be grateful. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Nice. Yeah. Way back in the beginning of the year... And I'm sure you remember, but we did an episode with the wonderful Laura Gilbert from Ivaclar mm-hmm. that was talking about all the upcoming Lab Day Chicago festivities that we were going to be a part of. And on that episode, Laura brought along a dentist that was part of what they called the Influencer Corner, Dr. David Rice. Yep. During that episode, I think we both kind of hit Dr. Rice with some questions that every lab wants to ask their doctors, mm-hmm. but... They're afraid, too, because they might end up losing their business. You know, things like, why do you obviously send us crappy impressions? <laughs> why do you not know? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. We had this chance to ask someone that wasn't a client, so why not? I know. Turns out, Iva Clark kind of liked it, and they decided to put together a three-part LinkedIn webinar series where Dr. Rice and I will cover all of these annoying issues between clinics and labs. I'm super excited for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of putting me on the hot seat, I'll tell you. Yeah. You like it there, though. I'm going to put him there, too. So, The first one is September 14th. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's live. So if you want to join us, everybody can participate. And honestly, we want all of you to participate. And I want all of the lab industry to show up and support and uh, help me justify what we do. Nice. So there's a link on this episode show notes, or if you just want to look for me on LinkedIn, you can also find the link. That's a lot of links. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So hopefully we can get to the root of some of the challenges that we have between us. No pun intended. (laughs) Okay. So we've got two weeks until the great race for the future. Well, let me ask you, Barb. You Uh, you bought a bike. uh, You bought a kickboard. Are you improving on your times? Are you riding faster, swimming faster? I don't know. I'm not going to know until the race because I don't time myself. But like yesterday morning, I went for a 10-mile bike ride, four-mile run, and then back on the bike for five miles. Tonight, I am swimming a half a mile, actually three quarters of a mile. Tomorrow, I'm going to run eight miles. So everything's just, you know, flowing for me right now. And I'm training. So I don't know. Uh, We'll see. It sounds like you should see some major improvement. You're doing everything. I I got a little mouthy last year and I wanted to place. And now this year, I'm just focused on training really hard and trying to raise as much money as I can and just going and doing my thing and keeping my mouth shut, not being. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Until you ask, of course. Basically, the opposite of what I'm doing in the webinar. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, we would love to have some fans come to the race and cheer us on. But you know what they say. If you can't join them, give them money. (laughs) Give her money. So head over to this episode show notes for a link on how you can sponsor us as we tackle 
the Chicago Triathlon and raise money for the Foundation for Dental Laboratory Technology. And hopefully we'll both do well. Yeah. And our team. Absolutely. I'm not going to be on a bike to fall off of, so win before I even start. (laughs) Right. So this week brings back a past guest and old friend, Von Groh. If you've ever heard of the DTG, or what they are called the Dental Technicians Guild, then you probably know about Vaughn. If not, we encourage you to go back and listen to all three episodes he was on pretty much five years ago. Back then, DTG held a yearly symposium that was legendary with their speakers and hands-on courses. Well, because of life and COVID, there's not been a symposium since 2018. Oh my God, really? That's crazy. But it's back and looking better than ever. Vaughn comes on to talk all about the upcoming show that's happening September 15th and 16th. But joining Vaughn are two of the guests that will be speaking at the symposium. First up is Hugo Herbert from the French side of Canada that talks about how he got into the industry, how he discovered the DTG, and what he's talking about at the symposium. Also joining us is, I'm going to butcher his name, and I do it in the interview, and he's okay with it, and he'll correct us all later. Ferris? Ferris? Ferris. I already don't know. (laughs) Ferris Dabor a world-traveling technician from Jordan. Ferris also talks about his journey to the DTG and some techniques he'll be sharing on stage. So join us as we chat with Von Groh, Hugo Herbert, and Ferris Debar. What's the worst part about getting into digital and dentistry? That's not having the support that you need. And did you know that Ivoclar has digital equipment sales specialists? These experienced professionals, now these are people that have been doing this for a while. They're here to help make your transition to digital a smooth one. Don't waste your time with anyone else. They help provide customized solutions, analyze your ROI, provide hands-on assistance, and localize support. All of this catered to your needs. Let's be honest, when we're into digital, most of us have a lot of needs. Contact a digital equipment sales specialist today by emailing digitalspecialist at ivaclar.com. Tell them you heard it here on the podcast. And always, Ivaclar, we appreciate your support. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. I usually get the, I can't stand the sound of my voice. Yeah, exactly. That's and right. And I'm like, well, okay, you have an option to listen to it. <laughs> if you choose not to, it goes out as is. <laughs> Everybody ready to get started? Yeah. Yep. We're super excited today. We're bringing back, oh, Vaughn, I don't think you realize how long it's been since you've been on. <laughs> Vaughn Grow. DTG. I think I looked back, Elvis, and it was like episode 17 or something like that. 18, 18. Okay. 19, and 20. Congratulations. You're the only person on this podcast to be split into three episodes. <laughs> it is an honor to have you back, sir. Von Groh, 
from Dark Horse Dental Studios and the founder of the DTG. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you. That was a long time ago, but I remember specifically where I was sitting when I did that interview with you. <laughs> it's been a long time. I mean, here we are. God, I mean, that was with our first year. Now we're five years later. It's been too long. Yeah. How many episodes now? As of this recording, we're releasing 276. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going strong. But glad to have you back and glad to have you come back on to talk about the exciting DTG Symposium, which is also back for the first time in a while. Yeah, it's back uh, after COVID. I mean, COVID was a big, long break for everybody. Sure. The last one we had was 2018. And then I went through some changes in my in business-wise and in my personal life and quit doing them. 2019, we didn't do anything. And then 2020 is when COVID hit. So, But actually, it ended up being good for me to take that long break. So sure, I feel like I was getting a little bit burned out on everything, to be honest. So I actually merged my business with my former employer, Mark Willis. Um, and now we're partners here at Experience Dental Studio. So actually, Dark Horse Dental Studio doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. 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 So that happened in 2019. And honestly, I just, I needed a change because I was traveling way too much. I, I got young kids, you know, four kids and sure. yeah, traveling yeah. too much. And I was doing the symposiums every year and it was just draining me pretty bad. And so I just decided to, you know, to quit doing it after 2018 for a while. And then luckily COVID came along. So then I just used that as an, as an excuse like everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's COVID. It's a COVID thing, you know? So I can't imagine doing all that you did to build up DTG, the symposiums. I remember the Vaughn talks every Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, doing all that and owning a, a business, it must be a relief to kind of back off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you bet it is. And it did just give me a nice long rest, to be honest. And then sure. last year I was out in Chicago um, at the GC. Well, I was visiting Dan Boskasevic from GC. Um, mm -hmm. His family and my family are friends. So I, we flew out there and spent a week with him. And one of the days I went into the work with him into the GC facility. I had never been there before, but and they had this brand new, nice like facility. And Dan was telling me, yeah, we just had this anniversary party here and we fit this many people and this is what we did. And and he said, you know, this facility is like open to you if you want to use it for something. And I was like, you know, at first just kind of like, yeah, thanks. That's great. Yeah. That's great. You know, wow. and then he's like, you know, if you wanted to do like a symposium. And that was the first time I was like, I don't know, like that really like sunk in. I took a look around and then I... Dan really got my wheels turning after that, you know, because he's like, if you want, we could just host your symposium here. And I thought about all of the things that drained me before, you know, Jeff Hamilton and I, Jeff Hamilton's uh, my partner and all of, you know, everything I used to do that way. And sure. Um, yeah, I just took a look around. I took some video of the place and then I sent it to Jeff and I just contacted him. I was like, dude, do you want to do another symposium? <laughs> like, where are you at on that? You know, and do you have plans on ever bringing it back before this connection with GC America? Okay. So <laughs> honestly, like I wondered that myself, like I was, Seriously yeah. thinking of just saying, you know what, 
if you were there, you were there, but like the symposiums aren't going to happen anymore, you know, because I just can't keep doing them, you know, and that was just kind of part of the burned out feeling though. You know, once I had the big break and then I still wasn't planning on doing one, I kind of wanted to, people were asking for us to do another one, but then that, you know, that, that just was just happenstance, you know, I mean, we, I found myself in that facility and just at that time and that place and it just felt right after that. So I contacted Jeff and when he said he was on board, then I said, okay, it's going to happen then. So it helps when you have a good location. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean, that was the biggest headache. People don't realize Elvis. They really don't. They, they, somebody puts on a show and they're thinking like, oh man, these guys, these guys are rich. These guys you know, like they, they put on the symposium, they, they're, they made millions of dollars off of this. They, this and that. Yeah. And it's like, unless you've ever done it, you really have zero idea what you're talking about because yeah, you know what I mean? Like to secure the venue, you got to come out of pocket a certain amount. You got to come out a certain amount for the food and you haven't seen a dime from anybody. That's just what you have to start with. Then you got to get rooms for the hotels. They want money down to secure them on holding rooms for you i mean and then just a ridiculous amount of planning like you just have to go there you have to make sure everything's there that the rooms are the right microphones are there like i mean it goes on and on and on i could never do it myself that's a lot of the things that jeff hamilton did then you have to market the show oh yeah Then if you have vendors there you got to get all of the vendors you got to you know make sure that they know what they're supposed to do and how much space they have and I could just go on and on and on and on, but it's like, I have mad respect for anybody that just says, I'm going to, you know, do a show like a dental show or any kind of a show, you know, any show. Yeah. yeah. So I'll never forget when I first found out how much it costs just to have coffee at a (laughs) at a venue. And it's just like, really some cheap Folgers is that much, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it's like hundreds of dollars. I'll tell like, you it's, what, it's, the, it's, the food, it's hot water, the food costs more <laughs> than the venue. The more food that you buy, they'll lower the cost <laughs> of the rental of the venue that you're at. If you buy more food from them, they make most of their money from the food. Oh, sure. Cause it's usually terrible hotel chicken. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's introduce who's with us hey. because we don't, we we could go on for hours of talking course. about setting up a symposium. But you brought on two speakers that you're having this year. Uh, who do we have? We have Hugo. I'm... How do you pronounce the last name, Hugo? Yeah, how do you pronounce the last name? Hugo Hebert. Hebert. Okay. Hugo Hebert. 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 Okay. In English. Hugo Hebert. In English, Hebert. And in French, Hebert. because uh, where I live is the French part of Canada, Quebec. So first language is French. I, I spell it Hebert. How about, let's just go with Hugo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Hugo, yep. give us a quick breakdown on kind of how you got into this industry, how you got connected with the DTG. Yeah, How sure. did that all come to play? So I graduated from the dental school in uh, 2015. And um, basically, I was uh, truly passionate about the profession and um all the teachers in the school was telling me like, uh, oh, you have a bright future. You're very special, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then um, one of the teacher was a member of DTG, uh, Stefan Provence. 
And then uh, he just told me like, man, you should just uh, should start uh, sharing your your work in the DTG affiliated group and then just wait and see what's going on because he, he was, he saw in me like that I could be maybe a DTG member in the, in the future. So I started doing that and uh, I think people have started to enjoy uh, a little bit of what I was sharing. And then um, another friend of mine, uh, Shukri Shemali was a DTG member and I think he spoke with Vaughn and then uh, it just start, started like this, right Vaughn? You remember? I think it was in 2015. Yeah. What I remember is um, this young kid showing up to the symposiums. Hugo just started coming to the symposiums and he started joining the WMDA competitions, like the crown building competition. <laughs> I was 19, I think, at that moment, 19 or 20. Maximum. Yeah. yeah. And he had so much energy. He was just like this kid, like everybody liked him immediately. Just big smile, like tons of energy and just he i mean you could tell he had a passion for this industry you know so before you even were a member you showed up at the symposium oh yeah uh yeah yeah what i did first is uh one asked me to do an article in the dtg magazine oh yeah and i did i would i think it was in 2016 right Von? yeah something like that yeah Wait a minute, wait a minute. You graduated in 15 and you had an article in 16? Yeah. <laughs> wow. What I, it's funny about is um, I did the article at the same time uh, as Yuki Moma. And uh, now he's like one of my best friends. But uh, at that moment, we didn't know each other. So it's just funny to see that uh, years after. But uh, yeah, in 2016, I, I did that article. And then I think I become a member 2016 or 17. And when you became a member, it's it's because your involvement with the group. Uh, yeah, I think Vaughn could uh, speak a little bit about it. Why he introduced <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely both. I mean, it's both. It's, yeah, his involvement. He came into the group and just shared on the affiliates page, like he said, just started showing his work. So then yep. some of the members were like, hey, who's this kid? You know, and of course, Shukri is a longtime member. So, of course, they put in good words for him. I met him at the symposium. I'm just like, man, there's like we got to get this this kid in the group. Like eventually, you know, we just had to do it because <laughs> we'd be stupid. <laughs> we'd be stupid not to. I can totally say that like the day I entered that group just like a big kick for me and like a big inspiration from all the guys over the group and it just propels me more in the profession and i think it gives me a lot of wings to go on and then I, i'm always grateful for that yeah and now you you own your own lab yes sure in canada yeah okay yeah when I did have... you open that I started to work in this lab um, when I, I graduated from school. And then it, it was a pretty small lab. Uh, we were mm -hmm. five or six. And then I started to work and then uh, put in my patient in, the, in, in my restoration and my work. And uh, what it does is like bringing more clients, bringing more clients, uh, starting to share on social media, Instagram and all of that. And then the business just grew up so much. And then um, uh, we double, uh, we triple the, the lab. 
uh, with the wow. years. Nice. And now, uh, since three, uh, four years ago, we uh, moved the lab into a, a bigger, nicer place. And then it's all brand new, pretty modern, and uh, we have a lot of place. And then I bought the lab officially one year ago. Yeah. So uh, nice. Yeah. And then uh, it's just like uh, we now we are twelve employees. Another one employees is coming, and I'm hiring like uh, all the time. I need people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think every lab needs people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, business is great. Uh, I have the chance to work with very nice doctors, prosthodontists. Uh, it's all doctors that came out to me because they said, uh, we heard about you. We saw your work. You look very great, passionate about your profession. I never knock an, at any doors. It's just like the work's coming from everywhere. And, very grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, for sure. You see, El- you see, Elvis. His yeah. his teachers were right. They saw something in in him and his talent, you know. And I love that we were able to find him and just watching his progress, you know, because he was like you said, he was fresh out of school, and just to see him skyrocket. I mean, you noticed it in the work too, honestly. Like his his first post to like where he is now that's one of the best parts about the group. I feel like, cause we're kind of documenting like where you were when you, you know, started yeah. You yeah. Know, making crowns to like where you're at now. And Hugo's one of those guys that you just see his work now. And you're like, I mean, there's a very few people that can touch that kind of quality, you know? Yeah. Looking at it online and encouraging everyone to check it out. It's awesome stuff. Yeah. You do some beautiful work. I honestly think that I had the hand and the passion but i always try to push further and i like never sit on my ass like i could say uh <laughs> i always try to check on people that uh could inspire me and look at the tech new techniques uh new ways to do the work better and not only beautiful ceramic but all the process all the the process of what we are doing it's not only the the look of the ceramic it's the fit it's the it's the planning is the um, all in this digital world it's pretty much crazy because uh, things are going fast but you got to be aware of what it's good and bad in the in the industry now so i always try to focus on on the best for every patient and uh, sure. yeah i think uh I will always try to move forward on the profession and I never sit down and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most technicians can't sit still. Yeah. So. <laughs> awesome. Let's move on to our other guest. It was so long ago that I practiced your name that I already forgot. Ferris. Yeah. Yeah. It's also difficult for me. Yeah. <laughs> but you're coming to us from jordan yep yes that's exciting we've never had anybody from that area on the podcast so welcome sir yeah thank you welcome and and as you see from the last years i bring people to jordan here as vaughn as uh, dr ed as many many mitsutaka as many dtg also members to make this connection yeah nice so vaughn you've actually gone out to jordan oh yeah 
That's awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, like nothing that I could have ever imagined and was able to spend some time with Ferris. I was there doing a course actually with another host, but I was able to see Ferris several times. And um, yeah, we're talking about hopefully doing something again out there, but I never thought in my life, Elvis, that I would be traveling to those places, you know, on, a, sure. on account of the group, you know, like, I mean, you make the connections and everything and people think, oh, it's just an online, you know, it's just these guys online, whatever, but it's not, it's in person too. Yeah. That's exciting. So Ferris, how did you get into the industry and get connected with DTG? Yes. So for me, for me, my first, my first years of my life were in Italy. So also hmm. it's difficult for me when I get back to Jordan, when I was 15 years old. So also to, uh, to learn, uh, yeah, because here they are spoken, uh, Arabic spoken. So also it was difficult also for me. <laughs> this guy speaks like five languages. <laughs> I've heard it. I was going to say, it's you're crazy. pretty good with English. <laughs> no, no, no. That's why, because maybe, maybe I'm, I'm in the U.S. maybe two or three times per year. Uh, and also around the world uh, from, I don't know. Sometimes I make, uh, for example, in 48 hours, I make... Uh, around of four continent five continent something like that wow i love to travel that's big opportunity that also dtg give to me yeah so yeah because because my, my dream was to to be a pilot yeah <laughs> <laughs> an air flight pilot but but uh, for me in the beginning i i were uh, born in italy so you know the artistic touch the italian touch the not only the pizza mm-hmm. the, also the artistic <laughs> influence. So also, I, I was when I was a kid, I was always drawing, drawing, and you know, nowadays I'm I'm a 38 uh, guy old, uh, but before before 20, 20 years, that's what not too much about the artistic here in our university in Jordan or in, in this part of the of the Middle East. So mm-hmm. I went to this university, so I saw some people that. Uh, that holding brushes yeah and you know it's like painting brush so yeah so i ask about them from where are you coming guys so they are coming from the lab so what what the lab that they have some brushes yeah cool brushes yeah painting brushes so i entered this lab some of the guys are wearing uh, you know the lab coat the thing that you wear in the lab yeah mm-hmm. i i ask myself and i ask them so you are a doctor no so uh, you are a painter? No. So what you are? Yeah, we are a dental technician. So I get attracted from this type, uh, especially that nobody from my family, and I never, I never see a lab, a dental lab before that I studied th- this thing. So I studied for four years, and uh, to be honest, I was uh, maybe tried to kick from my university three times because you know my degrees are always low. I was, I was. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was very good in practice, but uh, when, when when to open a book, sorry, I can't open a book. <laughs> yeah, not your strong suit. I get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but in the in the end, after four or five years, I I end with this thing. So my first thing that to, to work was in the you know the zircon, the, the old milling machine zircon, the manual one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was my, my first approach in this industry, and uh, 
I don't know, maybe because I'm coming from Jordan. If you know, in Jordan, we have a site that's called Petra, you know? It's that okay. mountains that they are milled in the, in the rocks. So for me, it was, uh, I don't know, maybe because maybe from uh, my old the grandfather or something that built the, the Petra. So now I can mill also Zirconia. That was my point. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So Elvis, I almost had the chance to go down to Petra, but it was I, we ran out of time. But Petra mm. is down in the southern part of Jordan, and it's you'd know it if you saw it. It was in the latest Indiana Jones movie, but it's been in many movies, and it's you know it's a famous. When you see it, it's these big yeah. pillars and like things carved right out of the rock there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I start the, this thing with the work with the, as a dental technician for a zircon manual zirconium. Then after one year, I just opened my lab. I was just twenty three years old. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so everyone, everyone, also my, my my family told me, you are crazy. You don't have any experience. How, how you, 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 can, you can open your lab? How you can manage this thing? <laughs> so I don't know. After, you know, the first five years are always difficult. Yeah. In, in every part yeah. of the world. So I saw this logo scale of damaged goods in some part of uh, internet. On Facebook, so I get a track mm-hmm. from this logo. So uh, I ask about this logo, and they have the, the page, they have the group. So I start to be attracted, and I ask about how to become a member. I saw all the the good level, the high level of the dentistry yeah, from different parts of the yeah. world, because also include include dentists, or include technicians from different parts of the world. So I was just holding my mobile camera, my mobile camera you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so dtg i don't know i get inspired from them so i bought my first camera i bought the, the lens i bought the flashes uh, i start also to bring uh, good stuff material uh, some furnaces so also i start with the new lab so that was the cool point that in that time i reach or i believe in myself i trust in myself that one day I don't know when to become a DTG member. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I I came to three or four DTG symposium without being a, a member yet. Yeah. Oh, you too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know it's really difficult, especially from the first time. For example, from here from Jordan to Utah, it's almost uh, thirty-seven uh, hours. So you have to hear from Jordan to Chicago, seventeen hours from Chicago sure. to you know it's a long trip. And I bought my first Mac to, to to you know to see also to get inspired by by those talented technicians to see their lectures to see everything about them. So after that, I work hard for it, and I don't know. Why until now, in, in my in my opinion, in myself, I'm still that that same guy of the plaster room, that just pouring impression. But people start, you know, people start to believe in me. People start to to, to say until now that I'm good. But for me, for me, I'm that same guy that pour impression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because. That's the, the point, to be simple as you can. But the DTG kind of inspired you when you first started to kind of improve your quality, get better product, better material. Yeah, sure, sure. Also, yeah. Uh, also to get, you know, not only the photos and the lectures, also you see the results, especially 
you have to be honest with yourself the first thing and also i don't know maybe maybe other people doesn't see the mistakes that you make in in your restorations you have to be honest to see more mistakes than other people mm-hmm. so also especially when when you're working with some of your family member or parents or friends that always you are seeing them not only the patients that hit and go yeah because sometimes maybe you you are making in your lab you are working on your dental model on a stone model uh, or now or nowadays with a scan printed or whatever sure so you, you are making for you maybe you are posting on facebook or in social media and instagram and maybe she get i don't know 1000 like or 500 like but it in the model but in the end the most interesting thing and the most important thing to to see this result to see what you do in the in this lab in the patient mouth so my always advice is also to see your restoration in your patient mouth to improve and improve every day every day that's the cool part yeah yeah, it's easy to forget. You know, we post things online, get thousands of likes, but it really only matters about one like, and that's the patient. Yeah, that, that's because, you know, <laughs> also, also it's difficult because uh, you have the patient, you have the dentist, you, ha- you have the technician yourself, you have the assistant, you have the friends of the patient. So it's not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not easy to get everyone. Uh, good uh, yeah yeah you know because anyone have some comments you know it's 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 like that yeah everybody's got an opinion i i remember also when i started in the lab uh it wasn't like people were doing the crowns and no feedback they didn't never see the patient and i was like no i can't work like that i was like i need to see my work into the patient's mouth so i started to say okay i'm gonna go to the for the try-in at the clinic i'm gonna go see how it looks to improve myself i was bringing back patient in the lab taking photos but it wasn't something that the owner at that time was doing and i totally changed that way just because i wanted to do something like better not only for on the model like fira said like it's for the patient as well. And you want to improve yourself. That's the only way you can improve yourself by seeing it in the patient's mouth. Oh, for sure. So like back to the photo thing at the beginning, Elvis, we used to tell everyone to get a camera and just start shooting your work for multiple reasons, mm-hmm. not just to share and get likes, but so you could see your own work, you know, through a macro lens and you could be like, oh, wow. Yeah. I need to improve that. I need to, you know, I could get more incisal effects. I could do this. I could do that. So it wasn't only the networking on the group pages and stuff, you know, that helps, but I mean, it, it does multiple things when you, uh, to me, that's one of the most important things is get yourself a camera and start looking at your work up close like that. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, really, um, after the, at that point you can, you know, um, really start to improve, and if everyone's doing that, then you see everyone else's work up in front. It's not about comparing yourself to them. It's taking little bits and pieces of the people around you, of the people that inspire you. And to be honest, like that's really where the social media really came into play and was, was really, you know, became successful is because I realized we could use it as a tool to like connect with each other and share each other's work. And it's not just, you know, when I see a photo, I know I can ask 
fear us. I know I can ask Hugo anytime, how did you get that look? Like, how did you, what did you use right there? So we're, we're not just staring at photos and hitting the like button. It's a way to educate each other and to overall raise the bar of what's acceptable as aesthetic dentistry. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it all the time on the affiliate. It's people asking questions. It's it's people finding out the reasons. And I know for sure when I work, it's amazing. What I think looks great, I'll take a picture of it, look at it, and I'll find all the things I don't like about it. Yes. Even though the original is right in front of me, it's somehow when you put it in a picture, it just it becomes, I don't want to say realer, but just you view it different. Yeah. And it's just like the, the easiest way to improve yourself is because you put it on the screen. I put it on my Mac, my big screen, and I'm like, okay, there is hair bubble, there, there is black dots, there is, oh, embrasures look like shit. And now you start to improve your work just by seeing that. And I was like, okay, if I put it on the big screen on the lecture, is it acceptable? or not <laughs> and you don't yeah. want you don't want to to present something like you see uh, dots or a bubble here i don't do any photoshop on my photography and that's something important for me and i just try to improve my work to be like very like at the highest level possible to just take photos and it that's it. It's, it's this. This is the work. There is no Photoshop on it. Yeah, and some of the screens that you see at shows and symposiums, I mean, millimeters become feet. Yeah, and it's a huge difference. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And you, you know what? Those little tiny details that you think, oh well, you know, from a talking distance, you'd never notice that in the patient's mouth. I've heard that, but yeah. it's like you do actually see it. It does make a difference because somebody that pays close attention to those details, they do have the pictures in the mouth that you also say, wow, that looks incredible. Yeah. yeah. So with the upcoming symposium, both of you, and of course, Vaughn, you'll be on stage, but you guys are speaking at the event. Is this your first symposium you're speaking at? No, uh, maybe, maybe for me, the second or third symposium. Oh wow! Nice. The, yeah, DTG uh, of the DTG symposium. But but you know, uh, if you see me, actually, uh, I'm I'm speaking maybe uh, 50, 50, 50, 40 times per year around the world. Uh, now <laughs> in <laughs> in four different continents in forty eight hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's really hard. In the beginning, I was looking for for making this life, the the life of instructor and traveling, and it's cool, and let's go, and I make the I don't know some courses, something, but maybe few people really know that that it's really a hard life. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> like you're very like good to do it because like me, I'm young. And I refuse like lectures and course when it became too busy, you know, I don't want like uh, more than six, seven things like out of the business per year. Like it's too much, like uh, just going for a course, leaving the lab five days, going for a lecture. I try to uh, balance everything, but I don't want to travel too much per year like you do, because for me, I think it's too much, but I, I... Congratulations on you to, to do it. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. 
Yeah, it's it's like yeah, you 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 told me Hugo, it's like it's like yeah, it's like uh, when you say to someone congratulations and I'm um, pregnant, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really hard, guys. Yes, because you know it's not only the, the way that you travel for a flight or uh, whatever. It's when sometimes you should bring everything, so you have to have all your brushes, all your stuff. You you couldn't yeah. imagine the, the, how it's. This thing is depress you because it's always on your, your mind and everything. And especially for, for some countries that, for example, Morocco, that I visit maybe eight times in the last four years, it's not easy to return back for eight times in the same country to give something in you in, in this short period. So it's really hard. And what, what the guys are saying, Vaughn and Hugo, that photography for me... It's not only the, the picture that before and after, yeah, you know, because nowadays you can see in the social media and Instagram that they are making very cool videos before and after. The most beautiful thing for me, it's to improve. For for example, each case that I make here in the lab, I make 100, 150 photo to, you know, to know the exactly point when you have the mistakes to improve your stages, yeah. Because it's not only the before and after picture. Uh, the most important thing to improve yourself. And after that, you have uh, your technique. For example, mm. Hugo have his technique. Vaughn have his technique. technique. I have my technique that's called the 4x4 four four technique. Uh, yeah, you know, that's the point. To discuss as your, your, your radio station, your broadcast, uh, uh, benches. So different benches, you know, different parts of the world. Different also techniques. That's the important. And more, believe me, guys, more you share, more your, your knowledge you share uh, free or uh, with money or with courses or with the lectures, more it's come to you back. Yeah, that's the important yeah. thing. That, that's the important. Like every time I go to a course, the, like to give a course or lecture, the few days before I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm like crazy. I'm too busy in the lab. Why am I doing this? Then I go, I do it. And then after I'm like, okay, that's why I'm doing this. Like the people are so grateful. You see that you made a change for them or just bring up a sparkle in their profession. I don't know, but you can really see that you did something great. And after that, I'm like, okay, that's why I'm doing this. It's, it's, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> It's also the sharing because always, as you said, Hugo, uh, for example, for me, when, when I have 20 participants, I'm always saying that, guys, I just come here to, to give you my technique, but you, I'm, I'm the only guy and you are 20 guys. So I can also take from 20 people some experience from them yeah. to improve myself. And believe me, each course not improving them, also improving for me. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Mm. Different, to see different culture. For example, as Vaughn said, some of the DTG members or other guys that they are coming in this part of the Middle East and North Africa, in the beginning was really terrific, yeah? <laughs> to, to telling someone that, okay, can, can we come please in Jordan or in Iraq or uh, in Morocco or in Egypt? So uh, people think different thing. But in the end, believe me, you can ask uh, anyone, most of them that they are coming here, they are feeling really relaxed and not only come once, they are coming and coming from different parts. Yeah? That's the cool thing. That's awesome. So, Hugo, what are you speaking on 
at the symposium? What's your topic? I'm speaking on uh, basically like my workflow, uh, my daily stuff, and like um, what's the name of my lecture already? It's uh, <laughs> I can't remember. I could probably find it. No, uh, I is it artistry predictably driven? No compromise. Yeah, that's, okay, that's right. So yeah. Like I, I want to share a little bit of my workflow and all the steps that we do in the lab that is done without compromise. Because like when I started in the profession, like I know that my ceramic was good, but I was putting uh, beside um, maybe some part of the work that were more important. And I learned that after when uh, I got with uh, my first clients. My first big clients was uh, Prostodontis and he's like one of the best in Canada and I'm very grateful for that. But he, like I was giving him like nice ceramic work, but I wasn't putting so much attention to the margin, to the fit, to the occlusion and all of that. Mm. And then he, he very like, put me on the track <laughs> with that. And then will do that. <laughs> yeah. So he was he was patient with me and he said, okay, you go, you need to correct that and all of that. And working with prostodontists very drive me like uh right on track of all the workflow that everything needs to be perfect and not only the look of the restoration. So it's all about that workflow and all the details in the work, all the prestigion, and to give uh, the best prosthesis uh, for every patient and like something specific and personalized as well for every patient. Yeah, I imagine you're probably going to touch upon, because you mentioned your, your lab tripled in size. Yeah. Tripling in size, but still keeping that that quality. You know, that, that, that quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's about keeping the quality uh, it's very important and I needed to like uh, put a little bit of like how can I say it in English like I need to teach my employees to do the things like I wanted to do it like the way sure. the way I do and now I can like give them work and I'm not worried about the quality and it's like very about sharing and um teaching my employees to do the things right. And uh, I'm grateful for that because I have very good employees now and they can work and like doctors can't even say if it's me or them. So that's the goal for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't want like to have everything on my shoulders. I want people to have the, the ability and the, 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 the knowledge to do the things by themselves and uh, keep the quality very high in the lab, yeah. Not an easy task. No, no. <laughs> but just about when you want to leave the lab, you don't want to be worried that things will be bad, you know? When I leave the lab for a course or a vacation or something, I know there's people I can count on them in the lab to do the work, you know? I still do like the very complex and big case, but the the daily cases I can let my employees do it and like it's just very fun for me i'm grateful for that yeah so when you're at the symposium you're not going to be on the phone all the time with your lab checking on stuff making sure everything's <laughs> maybe being done. a little bit but not too much <laughs>
Ferris, what are you speaking on? Yes, uh, regarding my, uh, you know, my technique, I have a simple technique that you can you can start. Everyone can start. Uh, also, what'd you call it? The four by four? Four by four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. This name is coming from uh, I don't know one of the you know the night shift where when you after one a.m. two a.m. Yeah, <laughs> when, when you just when you just realize that you have a lot of cases and a lot of important cases that also want to, to have the effect on, on it. Yeah, because they, they, they are paying also too much. So uh, I have also to, to, you know, nowadays we have to work very, very quickly. Uh, we are in this time. So my technique is simple. Uh, I was uh, in this middle of the night. I just having two, three powders or four powders <laughs> that left. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just use four powders, colors. Yeah. For example, the clear, whatever, uh, whatever brand, clear enamel, dentine and uh, opal. Uh, and you also have just four, four bears. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also you just uh, use four colors for, uh, for stains or for luster paste. So it just for colors four colors and also four bake four bake including also the the uh, internal stains the first bake second and also the glaze uh, it's very fast very easy and you can see the result immediately also after after glazing uh, and uh, the most important thing that that i noticed when, when i was I don't know, before 15 or 20 years starting uh, or improving myself to be a, a, a good ceramist, that every time I hold the brush, uh, when, I, when I get to use to work on, on a case, uh, I, I didn't have any plans or I didn't was very organized. So this thing is just to organize yourself uh, not having too much powder. Uh, for me, I hate the completely kit. Yeah, I never bought yeah. completely kit. Also, if other companies that gave it to me by a gift, <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I, sure. sell, I sell the kit. I just bring four powders. <laughs> so uh, for me, I don't want to get complicated myself. Uh, and the most important thing, I, I, don't, I didn't remember when, uh, when I hear about it, it's regarding that you should make some contrast in the teeth that, or uh, structure that you are making. So uh, it's like when you have a white board and you have just the black pen. So uh, the contrast is to put the black and the white, the black and the white. That's the maximum contrast. So mm -hmm. it's like just to organize yourself with those four colors to mix it together, to realize together or uh, in some percentage, depend on the color. Because, sure. yeah, because for me, uh, as I told you in the beginning, I was uh, in Italy and I was, you know, the, the basic color in painting are just three colors, the red and the yellow and the blue. So all the other colors are coming from this just three colors. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the point to just simplify your, your thing because nowadays all the restoration are becoming more monolithic, just painting and more uh, relaxed for, for the lab technician, yeah? And you say you only use four burrs? Yeah, just four burrs, yeah. I've never seen any technician's bench with only four burrs on it, more like 40. 
no, no, <laughs> no, because if you walk in the street, you can see that some painters that they are drawing some painting, yeah, that ju- mm-hmm. they are just holding the white paper and just a pencil, and they can make very good imagine or very good painting with the good details. So imagine if this painting, if this painter have just four colors, also he can mix all the colors. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's the point. And the, the most important thing, for example, you couldn't imagine maybe that one tech, that a technician like me or uh, the guys that uh, holding the handpiece like the, you know, the billiard stick. Yeah. <laughs> There's no catalog that you, you should hold the, the handpiece with the, your right hand and you should, you know, and also you have to, uh, I don't know how to say it, but to move your hand in the opposite thing that your mind said. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I told you that these things are coming after 2 a.m., 3 a.m. When sometimes, <laughs> yes, really, really, when sometimes you are really very sleepy and maybe you are making some falls and imagine the last, the, the, the next day and you're making all that, sequence of the photography of this technique it's become a technique this fault <laughs> yes that's the point for me yeah it's coming by chance no no <laughs> <laughs> so vaughn let's wrap up this conversation with all the details of the symposium okay yeah so we're looking at september right yeah september 15th and 16th most people are arriving Thursday night sometime, you know, just to the show's going to start at, I think, I think breakfast is from like eight to eight fifty or something. Then I go on yeah. and do an introduction and the, you know, so it starts fairly early. So there may be some that come in early, early and go straight. We always have a couple of those people, but yeah, so it'll just be there in Alsip. So Alsip's about like 25 minutes from the Chicago O'Hare airport and you could also fly into midway and it's a little bit shorter i think it's like 10 minutes if you go to midway but they don't have as many flights and connections and things like that yeah midway is a smaller airport o'hare does yeah so it's in a suburb of chicago it's not like downtown it's yeah it's in a pretty nice area it's outside yeah and it, it is really pretty and nice and green and everything where we're having it and but the GC facility is kind of in a bit of an industrial area. <laughs> sure. So we have several hotels that they have like a corporate rate with. And so that a lot of people are staying at the Doubletree, which is three to five minutes like up the road, maybe maybe less, maybe just a couple minutes away from the yeah. facility. And so, yeah, that's it's going to be I mean, I'm just really excited, to be honest, to do another one. These guys like Hugo and Firas, okay, I'll tell you, I was real nervous when I decided to do it because I'm like, all those feelings came back and the pressure and everything. Mm. And um, a couple of the first people I asked if they would come speak, one of them was Firas because Firas for me, like he's always been there for everything. Like like he was saying, like he's, he's being very modest, but Firas has always been there before he was a member, after he was a member. And he's one of these guys that like out of the blue will just, when I see him somewhere, he's always having ideas. He's having like, let, Hey, let's, this is what we should do next. You know, this is what we should do. We should have a booth here. We should do go to this show. We should, 
and he's always so fired up and everything. He, he just gets me going where I'm feeling doubt and all those things. He really like gets me excited again about doing stuff. So <laughs> at two in the morning about, him. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this guy, I mean, you could message him anytime. <laughs> he'll be awake or he'll be flying somewhere and he'll still respond to you. But I knew for sure. I said, the first thing I'm going to do is ask Firas and, and Mitsu. He's another Mitsu Taka, who's of course not on this show, but he was another guy that I messaged right away because I knew that both of those guys would say yes immediately. Like that, yes. Yeah. And then I knew, you know what? At least I have two speakers, right? Like if no one, <laughs> it's a good start. If everyone else says no, I got two speakers. <laughs> and then with Hugo, I knew how busy he was. So I was more worried that he wouldn't be able to come because he's just so busy and he's on the lecture sure. circuit now and everything. So I was really happy when he said, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll do it. Cause then yeah, I think this is Hugo's first time speaking at a symposium. So really excited for it. You remember Von? Uh, like I text you first to say, if you have a spot and you want me to speak, I can. Do oh it. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's and true. you said <laughs> you were, you were on the lineup. I was about to, to ask you, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry, Hugo. I, no, I no, did, wor- no I did know that you were busy, but that's true. If I remember, I remembering correctly, you did approach me and say, Hey, if you need any help with that. So I was excited because I knew that Hugo had no, I said, yeah, it's about time we, we have you on. So yeah, I'm just excited. Elvis, I'm, I'm excited for the whole thing. I just, of course, there's still a lot to do in these last couple months. Now it's getting close and the time goes yeah. by so fast, you know, but it really, really helps having the facility. It helps having the support from um, GC, you know, they're, they have an event planner there and she's just been wonderful. Her name's Angela. And we've been working with her because obviously I'm not there. So it's kind of a remote thing, but she's helping us out so much. And that took just so much of the load off that. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it was just great. But I mean, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it, Elvis. And I'm thinking there's not a whole lot of shows you can go to like this, to be honest. And for 500 bucks, I mean, you have guys paying, you know, three thousand dollars to go to like one you know to see one guy you know like a mm-hmm. course or something like that and we're talking like you got all these speakers you have all these hands-on where you go and actually watch them do it so it's not pictures anymore it's like i'm seeing mitsutaka fukushima build a crown like right in front of me and he's explaining what he's using and things like that and also the gum battle that we're having is really fun. You know, we used to do the WMDA, we called it the world mixed dental arts competition and we'd have a removables and a fixed division and um, just had lots of fun with it. And with this gum battle, it actually came from Sophie Dallum who's in France, who's coming to the symposium. We have a lot of people actually from all over the world coming to this And she said, I said, Hey, do you want to do like a demonstration on gum? And she's like, well, what about like a, a battle between me and like some other girls or something like that? And I was like, Whoa, wait a second, like a battle. She's like, yeah, like a gum battle. And that just like kind of blew me away. And I was trying to figure out how to include WMDA in this show, because we only have two days where usually we have three and that's what really makes the competition work. But they're just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, with composite, just give me one hour, give me a model in one hour, and we just see what we can do in that time. So, Is that the gum battle where everyone has the same model, they have the same composite, they have an hour to put the composite on? They have their own composites. They can bring their own favorite 
composites oh, okay. and whatever they want, but the, it is the same model to keep it fair, but they can do whatever they sure. want on that. And so I'm, I mean, I'm just really excited. You can't really go anywhere to see something like that. Like people can go in and we're actually going to probably have it um, filmed, you know, like live and then put out into the other parts of the facility. So anyone there can watch, you know, the competition and it's just going to be, yeah. I mean, the food's going to be there. There's breakfast and lunch and there's be like a cocktail party with hors d'oeuvres and all kinds of stuff. After the second day, we have some, you know, really well-known speakers, doctors. We have Ed McLaren coming. We have- Let's name drop some people. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So we have Klaus Mutertees is coming. He's just a long time, you know, if you're like, know anybody, he's one of the names that, that you know. And he's like an artist too. He's kind of an eccentric guy, you know, like everyone knows that, but really, really good at what he does. And he does like, you know, he's a painter. He's like just a very artsy guy and i i met him in i met him in morocco in marrakech which is another amazing like <laughs> trip yeah. that's for a whole nother time <laughs> ferris knows he's been there eight times but like i went there one time and klaus was there and we spoke on the same stage and i was just blown away first at the opportunity but also in seeing um his lecture and just how much he cares about the industry and everything so i was really excited to to get him to come yeah i mean yeah just awesome speakers we have a couple of oral design guys we have omer pack is coming and from germany and then we have paulo batistella he's from brazil originally but he's in la um doing some like high-end cosmetic cases down there but yeah so that that's great josh polanski ricardo schaffer yeah yeah local. yeah ricardo schaefer from argentina He's a longtime DTG member. He's another one of these guys that get me so fired up because he's got so much energy. But he spoke at one of the first symposiums, but we haven't had him um, speak in a while. But he's coming. He's just an amazing speaker. He speaks really good English. And his work is lately, I mean, the stuff he's been doing is the same as everybody else. It'll just like blow you away. So nice. There's really no end to what you're going to see, like the range of, of talent that we have too. I love the fact that so many are from so many different countries. You never see this at a show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean that to me, that's fascinating. You get to see the technique in other parts of the world that you might not be able to see. Yeah, exactly. That's really true. I'm excited. We have Jeff do great. We have Canada's really representing. We have <laughs> Three, three people, uh, Shukri Kamali, with, who was mentioned by Hugo earlier, um, is coming to do a hands-on. Um, Jeff Dugray, he's the Pantera Master Cup champion in one of the past years. Oh, um, yeah. And he's amazing. He's going to come. Josh Polanski and Lucas Lamont are coming. They, they work together now. They used to have separate labs, but they work together at Niche Dental Studio. And I'm excited to have those guys. Those guys are both incredible if you've never seen their work i love their approach to their cases and everything and then yeah i mean who else oh arian arian deutsch and his wife muriel they're just such a joy to have anywhere they're so knowledgeable and they work together every day like they're just absolutely never apart so like it's really fun to have them on stage and they're it's fun because they kind of let loose and they'll just kind of say whatever especially at the symposiums (laughs) which i love because i encourage i'm like look you guys this is not about companies this is not about 
This is about you, the individual. We want to see what you're doing. What are your opinions? What are you experiencing? Yeah. And I love it because the people that really get that about the symposium, you do hear some things where you're like, wait, did you just say that? Like, <laughs> yeah, because I can. I can say it. This is the D2G symposium. So anyway, yeah, I really like that. And Mitsutaka Fukushima, I mean, this guy, I mean... The very first symposium that he came to, I got a phone call and it was from some customs in LA or something. And they're like, hi, is this Mr. Grow? And I said, yeah. He goes, we have a Mitsutaka Fukushima. He couldn't really say his name. <laughs> he needs, we need an address. He doesn't know where he's going. Like, where do we send him? I'm like, oh, so I gave him the address of the convention center and they said, okay, That's we'll like crazy. send him on through. So it was like the customs, you know, like, or, um, immigration yeah something from it was just a random call and it was like the day before the symposium so mitsu is like this fearless doesn't care if he speaks good english or not like he was coming to the symposium like no matter what and so that that just proved i'm like wow this guy doesn't even he just got on a plane and was like (laughs) coming yeah like i'm coming and he couldn't really speak good. And um, his English is much, much better now. And he understands a lot now. But I mean, back then it was like he really didn't under like understand English at all. <laughs> and he's like going to a country where he knows he's not going to be able to communicate with anybody. So just wild stories. I have endless, endless stories like this, Elvis, and the most unlikely companionships and friendships that you just would never imagine. And it all came together through this group. And people yep. don't realize, I wanted to clarify something too. You do not have to be a member to come to the DTG symposium. We actually prefer that more non-members come to see what it's all about, to meet some of the people that they're seeing these pictures on the internet and things like that. But it's a misconception because it's labeled DTG symposium. So I try to, on every post, say this show is for everybody. Please come to the show and see what we're doing here because you make more and more connections and you, you know, the people that you've seen on the internet that you consider your inspiration, you're now shaking their hand, you're talking to them and you know them personally and things change when that happens. You know, there's a difference there. So that's the feeling you get when you come to DTU symposium a couple of days after the symposium, you're, you're still feeling it. I get people messaging me saying, man, I'm coming down off of this high that I had when I was at the show just all the people I met, they, I was so inspired. I'm going to change a few things that I learned there. I'm going to change them in my lab now because I found a better way to do something. I've been educated or it's just, you have to come experience it to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, as a non-member, I'm going to be there. So I'm excited to experience yes. it. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm excited too. Yeah. Elvis will be there. Voices from the bench will be representing there and have a booth there. So. I'm sure you'll be interviewing people. At, I at hope random. to get some of these people. Yeah, there's some great talent to talk to. Yeah, yeah, it'll be so cool. Yeah, we appreciate you you guys coming. Absolutely. So where do people go? They go to dtgevents.com? Yeah, that's right. dtgevents.com has everything. It has, um, you know, the, where the venues look. I mean, the addresses of the venues, the hotels. We have links to the hotels. So all you have to do is click on them. And it takes you straight there to, it even has the booking dates and everything. You just go and yeah. and sign up for it. You know, um, the corporate rates are really good. I think the Doubletree that I mentioned, it starts at like 120 a night, which if you were just 
25 minutes up into the city, you'd be paying 300 a night. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So it's like, yeah. So man, your your whole three nights of a stay could be one hotel stay in the city, you know, like for sure. So all that information is there, and it's easily accessible there. So if anyone wants to know, I think even the schedule is posted, so you can see who's speaking, what hours, you know, it's happening. I mean, if then if there's anything else that's not on there, anybody that is friends with me and even not just can message me or Jeff Hamilton and. Or email me at vaughn at dtgmagazine.com. And uh, yeah, I'd be happy to answer any questions that anybody has. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to it. Hugo, Fierce, great to meet you here on the podcast. Looking forward to meeting you both in person. Yeah, yeah sure. That was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And uh, we'll see you all in September. Yeah, see yes. you in September. Hopefully that Chicago will have a good weather. Yeah? Not like... Uh... Chicago up there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It will be a lot better than well, last yeah, day, yeah. trust me. It should be good, good weather. It should be good weather. Because I'm coming from uh, with a camel, guys, yeah? This ain't February, so. Okay. <laughs> Might not be that hot. Yeah. <laughs> Are you starting Crossing now? Crossing the ocean right. on a camel? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you then. Okay, Have guys. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. A huge thanks to Vaughn, Hugo, and Ferris for joining Elvis on the podcast. I'm really sorry that I missed it, especially since everybody was a ceramist. Mad emoji face right there. But (laughs) I am even more excited to be going to the DTG Symposium on September 15th and 16th in Alsip, Illinois. Seriously. The amount of talent that will be in one room for two days for only 500 bucks is truly amazing. So, so please come to this amazing event. Come record with Elvis and I. Pick up some tips, tricks, and skills that you cannot find anywhere else. Head over to dtgevents.com for all the details and to register. And hopefully, we will see you there. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Guess what? My headphones got unplugged. Kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. So, that, so it was you.